Hello? 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 Dad? <laughs> Stop calling me dad. You've done that before. What does I that mean? Want, I want the record to show that I don't do this often. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's like a, a meme or what's a Vine one, you know, back in the day when Vine yeah. was around. I don't remember. Wow. All right. Well, well, well it's, listeners, it's a joke among hello. the internet. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. I'm your co-host, Sada. I'm joined by Jenna. Today, we'll be talking about The Princess and the Frog, our first animated film uh, directed by John Musker and Ron Clements, released in 2009. <coughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> we haven't done okay, this in a, a while. <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't done this in a while. Before we get started, yep. it's not as important, but okay, we're back. We're back. <laughs> We've been gone for two months. <laughs> there was a hiatus. I think we should each give our version of events. I, I would like to go okay. first. Okay. So I, in December, was working up on my master's program, writing my thesis, finishing up, and it just, I was really lazy and just didn't seem to have time to podcast. Come mid-January, finally graduated, the dust has settled, and I go, Jana, you know, should we start up the podcast again? And she goes, listen, my back's hurting right now, <laughs> and I'm just not feeling well. And I said, oh, okay. She goes, let me think about it over the weekend. I said, think about it. Take your time. Few days pass, I don't hear anything. All of a sudden, it's mid February. I get this kind of ominous note from Jenna saying, I'm feeling better. We can finally do the podcast. So I don't know what to say, listeners. I don't take any blame for this. Little okay, I'm going to fill in some of the blanks. Okay. So December, yes, she was in fact working on graduating her thesis. I will give her that. She wouldn't even respond to a lot of my messages and I was getting angry, but I understood. So I kept it inside. All that mustering inside gave me mono. <laughs> Sada's waving her hands. Don't bring this up. I somehow got it. I was sick for a month. Mostly everyone knows. I haven't announced it on Twitter, so Sada, relax. We're announcing it here. <laughs> so I was sick for a month. I did not know why. I didn't think as a 27-year-old, you could still get mono. But you know what? That just proves I'm still living out my youth. Anyone who declares otherwise is cut out from my life. But so this is what happened. I wasn't feeling well. A lot of back pain. Then it went to, you know, a lot of, uh, I was really tired. I lost weight. It was a whole thing. Then finally, first week of February... I felt better. I was like, okay, we can do this. And so then, <laughs> Son and I were back on our bullshit of canceling on each other because we were both too lazy. And I want the record to show that I did try harder to record the podcast before this all fell apart back in December. You're I did try harder. All I did, I was liar. not good at editing. I was not good at editing. So editing. I, think that, I think that made Sada, the couple of times I edited, I was not good. And I think that made Sada not want to, you know, record the podcast because one, she'd have to edit and two, she didn't want to let me edit because, you know, I left stuff in there allegedly. Mm -hmm. um, but I also don't have her keen ear of knowing what's right and what's wrong to leave. Yeah, <laughs> clearly by the speech you just gave. <laughs> so... Those are some of the blanks, and we're back. You're just, you're just a liar. I kept canceling uh, on you. You did. Check, check your messages. And you didn't make an effort. You didn't make an effort to record. So what, do you want this to be the end of the podcast? Should we just stop it right now? So, guys, this is our update. <laughs> this 20-minute clip is us canceling. We're not even going to do Princess and the Frog. No. 
ultimately differences aside we've decided to join forces you know Jeanne just kept telling people we're having creative differences <laughs> they would go really <laughs> I have to come in and I have to explain but any creative difference aside we've decided we're back every Friday an episode on a movie we have two episodes left for our black culture block today mm -hmm. we're doing an animated film which was really like a, a milestone you could say when it was released Last film will be a surprise. I think we have a few we want to choose from, so we will let you guys know. But every Friday, Judas and the Black Messiah. We both watch mm -hmm. it for the first time. We got our reactions. Maybe, Maybe. it's a nice we'll way because you know this is it's Black History Month as well. So really, it's, it's very History fitting Month. that we come back this month. <laughs> I really, it all works out. Uh, and then after this block, we will be doing Jana's favorite films. But Jana. I was thinking in between this block and your favorite film block, should we do another episode, maybe possibly with Al, Alex, yes. who wants to come on, Absolutely. talk about possibly reality television. And we just want to have a conversation about television in general, and then maybe really talk about favorite actors in depth, like maybe the first movie we ever watched that really made us love movies, those kinds of things. Just have another broad conversation. Alex, I'm sure would be happy to join. Hey, Lex, he's been wondering, where's the podcast? The only one who's asked. Actually, I've gotten questions. I haven't gotten a single question. Well, okay, my Where manager brought up the podcast, but this is a little, you know, brag. But I, I had to demo in front of Leeds, and he was, like, messaging me after. He's like, you do it so naturally. Um, you made it look so effortless. Good job. It must be all that podcasting. And I told him, no, it's, you know, it's on pause due to creative differences. Unbelievable. <laughs> oh my God. The day that we become big, you are not allowed to do any press, any conversation. <laughs> I'm the Tom Holland of this podcast. It's very true. It's a jet. Well, all right. I, that's a, that's a good comparison, I suppose. All right. Let's jump into it. My first question for you mm. as a food lover, is it just me or why does animated food look better than real food? I, I swear down. to God. New Orleans comes to life. We get Tiana's beignets, the gumbo, even the, the food when they're going down the bayou as frogs. Mm. <laughs> looks I really know. good. Ratatouille, the food looks amazing. Princess mm. and the Frog, the food looks amazing. It's, it's, a, it's a question to ask ourselves. There, there is something about watching cartoon characters eat. I, I don't know. <laughs> you might say these animators are professionals and you could say probably the best in the world considering they work for Disney. <laughs> Now that I've brought up the food, I remember now the summary. Quick summary for the story. It's, it's an old fairy tale as well. I don't think the story will be new to anyone. But essentially, the film follows Tiana, who is a young black, or young black protagonist in New Orleans. She has a dream of opening up her own restaurant. You know, she's been saving all her life to do it. It was her father's dream. And after he passed, she wants to continue it on. One day she finds herself wishing upon a star and she turns to her left and she sees this frog who claims to be a prince begging her for a kiss because he's somehow been turned into a frog by the shadow man who's the villain of this story and he needs uh, some help and mistakes Tiana for a princess. She kisses him, she becomes a frog as well and they have this adventure where they fall in love and work to become humans again. Where does this, well, I guess for you, Jana, like where does this rank in terms of favorite Disney films? I know I love this movie a lot, but... Is it, would you even consider this one of your favorites? I wouldn't because to be honest, Prince Naveen annoys me. <laughs> you don't think Prince Naveen is hot? No, he's, I wrote down in my notes, hot, yes, comma, yeah. but I kind of find him to be annoying. Wow. He's a snotty little prince who's had everything, you know, like done for him. It doesn't like, 
It's sweet. I think it's also the fact that that's they're every frogs. prince. <laughs> it's also you know, the frogs. So I'm like, oh, these frogs are falling in love. It's weird. But I mean, I think my favorite Disney movie is Little Mermaid and then Ratatouille mm. follows Aladdin. Um, but it was nice at our age when this came out. It was released in 2009 that we, we got to see like an animation film done once again by Disney. It was, mm-hmm. it was nostalgic, yeah. Yes, there is a nostalgic element. That'll be an interesting conversation. A lot of the reviews I read was like, this is a callback to the Disney movies of the 90s. Even though I think you'll probably have this in trivia that like the animation they used was, was somewhat new at the time and it was like kind of a foray into like the modern Disney stuff we'd see with Tangled and Frozen, et cetera. But I don't have that in my notes, but interesting. Wait, okay, because yeah. I look at this as like very like flat animation where Tangled mm-hmm. and- are more 3D. Red hair. Yeah, it's more 3D. Yeah. Brave. Did, Brave. Just, okay, hold on. <laughs> she just, she just, she looked at, she looked at me via Zoom and she touches her hair. She goes, the one with the red hair. So she's talking about Brave. <laughs> That's the talking. Brave. And then, you know, the one with the snow princess is frozen. 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 <laughs> you know, I haven't really loved one of the, those recent Disney movies now that oh. you, uh, Soul is, Soul and Inside Soul Out. But that's also Pixar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But to answer ultimately the prince question, all the princes are whiny. Prince Eric is not exactly, no, you disagree? I, I still get the shivers when I look at Prince Eric wow. and watch it. <laughs> That's good. Okay. So right here, right now, what is your favorite Disney movie? The Little Mermaid. Little I could Mermaid. go watch it right now. I also love okay. Sleeping Beauty and Ratatouille. You do. What about, yeah, a non-princess one? You love the sword. What does in the that stone. mean? The sword in the stone. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? A non-princess movie. What does that mean? I don't oh, understand. <laughs> There's no female lead. I don't get it. <laughs> um, I I really love Aladdin. Aladdin's always been one of my favorites. I really love Pocahontas too. Oh my god, we watched that the yeah. other night. What a film! What a film! <laughs> um, and then I would say Aristocats is like uh, very sentimental and important to me. Why is it important to you? Is that a, just, another podcast? No, I guess so. I, <laughs> it's just like, it's like, it's a real comfort movie mm. for me. I don't know. Was it part of your developmental years as in when the first time you watched it in, in middle school? Yeah. Part of the developmental years when I was like 20, you know, the first time, That's the first time you saw it. <laughs> no, no, I thought no. you watched it at least in high school. Oh yeah. No, I've, I've, I think we'd seen that movie. I mean, I have a stuffed animal that I got when I was really that I've had for a while now. That's one of the cats from Aristocats. So I think. Yeah, but we would buy it because like they were on sale and mom would let us. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of Pocahontas, I want to have this question. I have this question for you. Okay. So I have, is Disney progressive? Hold on. Okay. So I'm not, I know Disney, the corporation, a lot of issues, a lot of money problems, you know, it, they've had their moments in the past, but if you look at their films, right, especially like some of these Disney princess films, Mulan has an Asian female lead, Pocahontas is about Native Americans, and it paints the Native Americans, to be fair, in the, much, in the more positive light as compared to these white invaders. Jasmine is, we assume, Middle Eastern, even though Arabia is supposed to just kind of be like the entire world uh, or the Eastern Hemisphere. However, like you have all these great princesses and these stories from the early 90s, you know, what have you, but it takes until 2009 to have a black princess. Moreover, they're not even in their human bodies the entire time. Soul has the same issue too. They're not like, it's black Mm. characters, but they are, something happens. There are some hijinks where, you know, they become frogs. So 
is Disney progressive or what's your perspective on it now as an adult? Disney is a product of its time and they're always trying, maybe not always, but I think at times they are aware of what's happening in society and they try to do the right thing, but even they still, you know, some problematic things still get through. Like in Aladdin, one of the songs, um, I think it's when Aladdin is singing about being a street rat. They talk about, you know, if you steal it, they cut off your ear and it's the way that it is, but it's barbaric, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Even for the princess and the frog, okay, first female black lead, like you're saying, much like our love, Rachel Lindsay of the, you know, the Bachelor franchise. The Bachelor. (laughs) But anyways. (laughs) But back to my point. 12 minutes to bring up Rachel Lindsay in The Bachelor. (laughs) Back to my point. The prince in the film, Prince Naveen, a black prince, was played by a Brazilian man. Mm -hmm. So it's like what you're saying, you know, they're already Mm -hmm. frogs. Secondly, do they not even deem a black man worthy enough to voice the black male lead? Mm-hmm. So this is also a question I had. I don't want to be ignorant here, but Naveen, they never specify where he's from or his they, He's like from a mythical place called Maldonia. This is a film with much, you know, more black characters with the black female lead. A person of color comes to the scene. But I mean, I I was doing some research on this and I'm reading some like reactionary articles to Princess Mm -hmm. and the Frog. And this was something that the, you know, there were people upset about like the NAACP and Oprah Winfrey declined to comment on it. And Mm -hmm. there, so. Oh, that's interesting. I guess to sum up, kind of making... The choice maybe Disney is on the more more on the side of performative. Oh, that's a good way to put it, actually. Progressive in a performative mm-hmm. way. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's tough, right? Because like there are a lot of parents who would think like you know you have you heard this argument before like oh I don't want my kids to watch Disney movies I want my daughter to see strong female characters but like Mulan and Pocahontas and like you know even Ariel they're all like females with their own mind so sometimes when I watch these movies I'm like you know some of these movies have aged well like mm-hmm. these stories are still resonant you know and they haven't created like completely flat female characters but then sometimes I look at Disney and I'm like they just don't always get it right you know mm-hmm. even with like Star Wars and Marvel and like just Disney as a whole it's like sometimes it's like Marvel has a female character issue, obviously. You know, Star Wars has done better than Marvel, I think, in that regard. But yeah, the Disney Corporation is always just kind of falling short of the mark, I think, even when they do have good intentions. But- Actually, there's, there's an, I have an interesting tidbit, a quick side mm-hmm. thing. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but there was an episode of Higher Learning, and they had Clark Peters on, who was most recently in The Five Bloods, and he was talking about how there used to be, well, Van asked him, you know, there used to be rumors that you were going to play Han Solo in Star Wars and so that would have you know been a really major role and he you know he was like I was never actually like you know as far as I know there were never any conversations that happened this maybe was most likely like behind closed doors but then he saw creator of Star Wars George Lucas he saw George Lucas at a party who is actually married to a black woman and he was like uh you know joking around with him i should get part of han solo's uh you know uh, harrison ford's paycheck Mm -hmm. and he was asking you know why why was i never why was this never a conversation just you know talking and he was george basically said that he wasn't sure if people were ready for an interracial love story between han solo han solo and princess leia so what made you think of that though during this (laughs) 
<laughs> you brought up Star Wars. I'm so oh, sorry. That's right. No, that's interesting. That's interesting. No, the, I mean, that's the whole point, right? Like about Disney being problematic and you mentioned Star Wars and Marvel. Yeah. But it just also drives me crazy. Like, don't decide what people are ready to see. You know, I, I don't know. It's just make the film and people will watch it. It's not that big of a deal. People aren't going to look at it and overanalyze the fact that it's an interracial couple. Maybe in the 70s, there would have been more of a conversation about it, but you get over it. You know, you know I don't I think mean? the success of Star Wars would have changed. You yeah. Know? Very skeptical of filmmakers, I, I guess I should say. Mm. Anyways, yeah, moving here on. We are. Moving on. Here we are. <laughs> Movie podcast. <laughs> All right, moving on. I mean, I, I will say, though, I think Tiana's probably my favorite female protagonist, just character-wise, in, in The Princess and the Frog. I mean, in, in the, I guess, of like the Disney princesses that we have. I really like her. She has a strong work ethic. Mm-hmm. She's beautiful, smart, kind. She becomes friends with an alligator. She's a strong, confident person as well. She is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do actually have a question for you. How do uh-huh. you feel about the whole relationship with Charlotte. This oh. I've always struggled with watching where I feel like it almost, you know, her mother worked for the family, you know, Charlotte LaBeouf and her father. Um, Tiana's mother. Did. Yes. Uh, Tiana's mother, Eudora, uh, worked for the family. Big Daddy LaBeouf, played by John Goodman, who we love. Oh, I but, know. Um, we love so she you know she worked for the family for years and tiana would go and it seemed as though she kind of would work with her mothers at times you know i think when she got older and i always felt like she was almost like waiting on charlotte like yes they were good friends but she you know there's this event where she's you know charlotte is throwing a party in new orleans waiting for prince naveen and tiana's working it Mm -hmm. as the waitress Mm -hmm. which i know tiana was working very hard to save money yeah to open her restaurant but I just felt like, okay, we're taking the steps to have a theme, like a, you know, a, a, a story, a, a Disney sto- a movie about a, a black princess, but then mm-hmm. they're having her work for a rich white family in New Orleans in yeah. the South. You, know? you don't like the dynamic. I always felt awkward watching it. I, I was get like, it. this is very old school. That's an interesting point. I've, I don't, the thing though is Tiana's story is not only that of a woman who's black, but she's also someone who's not privileged, right? And she like, she doesn't, she's not born a princess. She earns her way and becomes one. It's kind of like part of her story. I don't know. I've never, the Charlotte thing is interesting. I've always thought Charlotte, what I like about what they did with the Charlotte character is like, in the end, she helps Tiana out. She's like not the spoiled, stuck up brat that she appears to be at first glance. Sure. I like the friendship like a sister. You know? Yeah, she does. She does. But, but she it still is, works for her. I don't know. It's it's interesting. Yeah, no, I get it. The like the white wealthy friends, essentially. Yeah. I'm curious about what other people would have to say. I don't have too strong of an opinion on it either way. It's a good point though. It just feels icky yeah. is what you It think. feels icky. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it didn't need to be like that. They could have just been two young kids who grew up together. Maybe she doesn't need to work for her. But I mean, I get like, okay, it ties into the storyline. That's how she meets yeah. Prince Naveen. She kisses him. And that's when she becomes a frog. It could have been mm-hmm. tied in other ways. Have Tiana and, uh, you know, attend the party as a, partic- a participant rather than like her. Mm-hmm. But Tiana's whole shtick is also, oh, I work day and night. I get invited to places with friends and I don't go because I'm exactly. working for my restaurant. Yeah. It's a tangled web they wove. Mm-hmm. 
No, I get it. Listen, and this is 2009, which is 11 years ago. It's not an excuse for getting the story wrong per se, but it'd be interesting to see this told through the lens that we have now, just where people are. It's, I mean, it's, a lot has changed in 10 years, right? Again, that doesn't excuse a story having plot holes or just kind of not being done to the best of its ability, but it'd be interesting to see how they redo the story if they ever redo it. Yes. I want to ask you, what do you think of the villain? So the shadow man is the villain. He's kind of a voodoo man um, who manipulates innocent bystanders. You can say, where did he fall for you as a villain? Do you find him interesting? Can you kind of take it or leave it? Yeah. I mean, I mean, it, a lot of villains in Disney, like they have magical powers. Right. And I thought this was a cool twist on one like voodoo. Like not a lot of people know much about voodoo in like the yeah. South. It is interesting. I, I saw this interesting review that was like, this, this story is too scary for little kids. So like <laughs> the shadow man is too scary of a villain. Um, but yeah, but I feel I, like, I li- Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, I like, I like that. He's not, like Ursula trying to rule the sea. He's kind Ursula of Ursula like, is scary. <laughs> Ursula is scary. But he's also just kind of like if someone falls into my trap, it's their problem, not mine. I'm not trying to take over the world. It's not about world domination for me. It's like you're here, you believe me, and I'm gonna take you for a ride essentially. So he's one of the more clever villains, I think. Kind of has a pyramid scheme going on. He does pay <laughs> off a debt and he keeps getting in debt so he keeps bringing on more people to help exactly. pay off his debt. Um, yeah, but I also feel like what you were saying, like, oh, he's too scared of a villain for kids. I feel like as time goes on, these these Disney movies that keep coming out are more and more for our generation. I know. Except, you know, of course, like we have those this generation of children. They love the frozen, brave, and tangled. Mm-hmm. But like, what else has come out for them? Like Soul, Soul is for us, right? Yeah, Soul and Inside Out are so emotionally intelligent they really up, are i'm sure i haven't seen up but I've up heard. is yeah up is the same well up though has kind of like this adventure vibe to it that yeah there are probably parts some small kids can't understand but it's like i think they would understand it more than they'd get soul mm-hmm. like i don't know how you explain afterlife and what it means to live and what it means to have a spark as they say to like someone who's four years old it's it's really interesting what disney's choosing to do or what pixar is choosing to do i should say they're, they're, I think they're playing the long game. They want to make movies that will age well. And their most recent films will age very well. Mm-hmm. But any final thoughts on the Disney Corporation? I would just like to thank Disney for giving us Tiana's dad, James. Yes. Yes. Hot. Uh, played by Terrence Howard. Can you believe so it's hot. Terrence Howard? No, I want a movie just, a movie just about James. How, give us James a movie about James so meeting Fedora. <laughs> Terrence, Howard, uh, Terrence Howard falling in love with Oprah. Give it to me. I, I know. Very, very interesting. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he might show up on my MVP list. You could. Uh, oh. oh. Should we talk <laughs> about right. the Oprah thing? Oh, yeah. Okay. I want to know more about this Oprah situation. I don't know much about it. I just know that she oh. was an executive producer on it signed on to do the film so i mean she was a really big name you know a a major member figure in the black community right and she was you know she signed on to do this film showcasing her support for it that's true that's true and she's playing a minor character in it what i do want to ask you is it's our first animated film Mm -hmm. so why did we choose this animated for black culture month do you feel good about this choice oh of course yeah i mean we haven't done a, a, a you know an animated film like you said it's Black History Month, it seems. And, you know, this is our Black Culture 
block as well. Mm-hmm. I just, it, it kind of seemed fitting. We were watching it one week and it wasn't even on our list. And we're like, let's yeah. do this. It's ridiculous that it took this long, 2009, to have a Black Princess, but it was a big moment. You know, we don't need to keep making history and keep breaking all these barriers. It shouldn't have been a barrier, so you can say, like, so to speak, um, especially because there are other diverse princesses. Yeah, it just seemed right. It seemed like a different take. There are so many good movies to do for this Black Culture Month. We'll probably have to repeat this block eventually, Mm -hmm. but this just seemed different than the other films we want to talk about. You know, for you, like, we've been trying to do this thing where we connect all of our movies. It's difficult to connect this, you know, Black Klansman. A lot of the movies have been heavy. Yeah, exactly. It's a nice light, a light one. Mm -hmm. All right, with that, Jana, what is your first notable scene? I wrote down any scene where Tiana's making beignets. (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) Very good point. I love the scene where, like, we see her fantasy, restaurant fantasy. She's showing her mom the the restaurant, the building that she wants to buy. And Mm -hmm. we see the whole place decorated in gold, you know, in her fantasy. And she's dancing and in a beautiful dress and all the food, the beignets. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. I should be making I a should be making beignets tonight. No, I know you're making a carrot cake tonight. <laughs> you should be making <laughs> Damn it! All right, that's good. I like that. My first scene is one of the earlier scenes where Tiana's with her mom and her dad as a kid, and they're staring out the too. window. Yeah, it's such a sweet scene, and like Tiana wants to wish on a star, and her dad's like, "Okay, <laughs> have to work hard. It doesn't really matter." But it's a very sweet scene. It's like a really beautiful family dynamic. We don't often get Disney stories where you see both the mom and the dad together, right? I think Milan is like the only other one I can think of. It's usually just one parent. Yeah, they thrive on tragedy for some reason. Yeah. It, it like it, I, maybe it adds a layer of depth to the depth to the characters. I mean, Tiana's dad eventually dies, and he's not part of her life That's as true. an adult, unfortunately. That's true. I also added right before they make you know that scene where they wish on the star. They're making gumbo together, and then they share it with the neighborhood. It was mm-hmm. oh, it yeah. was a sweet communal moment, and I it really, really want to try gumbo. <laughs> <laughs> it's also kind of what shows you, like you talked about. The, basically, in this New Orleans environment, Tiana's like her and her community are on um, the lower socio- socioeconomic end. Charlotte's on the higher end. But like, there's a much more of a sense of community and togetherness in Tiana's world than there probably is in Charlotte's, right? And so that's just, it's like Disney, man- they, they managed to get that message across with like a 10 second scene where everyone's on James' porch and he's, they're eating his yeah. gumbo, you know? Okay, so different cultures, right? Yeah. And they yeah. do it well. I think they do it well. Like this movie doesn't. You want to be yeah. part of those moments. Exactly. Next notable scene. Uh, I wrote down. I have a lot of scenes where Tiana's cooking. <laughs> yeah. Where Tiana's <laughs> making gumbo for Naveen when they're frogs. <laughs> oh yeah. I know, you know that's we, really cute. It's a good scene. They're singing. They're going down the bayou. It's beautiful. Mm. I think it's Ray who's singing that he's show, you know, showing everyone that they're falling in love. Oh, oh, yes. oh he's singing to Angeline, right? Yes, and it's the kind of, star. it kind of becomes about, yeah, it becomes about Tiana and Naveen. It's a really mm. sweet moment. No, I swear that was my next scene that I had listed. I love that scene. Um, it's, it's just very sweet. There's the really imagery not much is more beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I love the Randy Newman did and- the music. Oh, he oh oh yeah. he he jumped ship over to Disney from Pixar. I mean, it's all the Supposed same family. So. I mean, yeah. My next scene kind of jumps forward. There's this really brief moment, obviously, like as you get towards the end, the climax of the movie, where I think Tiana's talking to the Shadow Man, and he's mm-hmm. like trying to lure her in, into his trap. 
And he kind of talks about her father and he was like, you don't remember what it was really like as a kid, essentially. You remember him smiling and happy and always happy to see you, but you didn't see the long hours that he worked. You didn't see how exhausted and beaten down he was. It's like ha- that, that little interaction happens in a negative moment. Obviously, the villain is trying to manipulate Tiana, but it's also very sweet. And I just like, you know, like what parents essentially do for their children. And as a, as a little kid, you just don't, you're not aware that certain things are happening. You don't have that perspective until you're, yeah, exactly. Just don't have that perspective until you're an adult. But it's Mm -hmm. kind of like, I just, James is one of the best Disney characters, I think, ever. Like this guy who is constantly exhausted and working nonstop to fulfill his dream that he never saw become realized, essentially. Like he never let his daughter in on that. that, I wish um, we got to see him more in the movie. Yeah, I know. But he makes it an impact. In- I really love him. I don't- <laughs> we love him. Well, he just, you want him, yeah, you want him to be there. He seems like the very reliable, loving father mm-hmm. figure. We assume that he dies in the war, and Sada and I were so confused about the timeline of this movie. Yeah. Because it, so if he dies in the war, I think we were assuming, yeah, it was uh, World War One. So it starts in 1912 in New Orleans. Yeah. And I was talking to Sada about this. I was like, but there was still... You know, and then it goes to 1926. There was the segregation, the Jim mm-hmm. Crow laws, all yeah. the stuff that's supposed to be happening in the South. I think just the timeline is, you know, have him go off maybe in the Vietnam War, like a different different it's era. It's definitely yeah, it the confusing. early 19th century. Sorry, early mm-hmm. 20th century. And so like you're saying, there's no there's no conversation about anything, mm-hmm. you know. Is, is it an alternate universe? I don't know. See, okay. This is, okay, so... Did you you watched Bridgerton with me, right? This is a segue, but there is a connection. <laughs> Bridgerton is about it. like old English society, but it's a society in which there is no racial issue. I mean, there aren't um, kind of the racial issues we know that plague the past, right? The the essentially of white people and black people hold equal positions of power. They have an integrated society, and no one seems to really talk about race. I watch Bridgerton and I'm like, is this really okay? Isn't this kind of a slap into the face to what history was actually like? Some people are like, no, this is an alternate reality. You know, like this movie's kind of the same way. It's like they have diverse characters, but they're not confronting actual reality. And I never, when I'm watching stuff like this, I never know if it bothers me or if it doesn't is ultimately my spiel. Well, it's like, do you want these issues to come to light in a Disney film where it's supposed to be light, magical, yeah. take you to another place? Because if they, I mean, then it would become a whole, a whole entire other, you know, f- a whole different film. Very true. Yeah, no, I agree with that, actually. I don't know. I just, it's, it is I a tough know. question. It's an interesting choice. Like, mm-hmm. the thing about Bridgerton that really bothered me is there is a moment in the story where it's like one of the characters is like, essentially the queen of England in the story, in the Bridgerton story, is black. Mm-hmm. And so this, these two these two characters in Bridgerton are talking. This one woman's like, oh, you know, because the queen is black, she basically lifted up our position in society and you and I can have positions of power and what have you. So you're almost like breaking the fourth wall in a sense. You're acknowledging mm-hmm. that race was an issue at a certain point, but you're kind of minimizing it with this bullshit conversation. I don't know why I'm d- uh, divulging all my issues with this Bridgerton show that everyone well, seems I to hate- love. But I, <laughs> I couldn't but stand watching an episode with you guys. People really like it. I don't know, but but moral of the story is, yeah, it's an interesting choice when you're kind of creating this alternate reality. What the creator of that content decides to do is is pretty interesting. But you skipped to think a little bit ahead. I'm going to take you back, and I'm so surprised you didn't put the scene down mm-hmm. because we both died when we saw it. Who am I bringing up? Our intro to Mama Odie. <laughs> Oh, that's right. 
<laughs> the blind voodoo voodoo queen. I'm sorry. Yeah. Where you know the 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 troops. So we have Ray and we have this uh you know alligator they encounter who is his name is is it Lawrence? Louis, yeah. Louis, yeah. So he has he's an alligator they encounter on the bayou who doesn't eat them, <laughs> the frogs. Yeah. Um and he yeah. has dreams of playing the trumpet and Oh, really a jazz band, right? A jazz band, yeah. Yeah. And so then they also meet Ray the Firefly and they are all, you know, they're going to Mama Odie to see if she mm-hmm. can reverse their their spell or give them any tips. So we go and she she's this crazy blind voodoo queen who has like walks with a snake well like has a pet snake and she uses him as a walking stick at some point yeah. and she like makes like a potion or something in her bath and it's like oh, a it's whole gumbo is it a, oh is she's it making whole... gumbo she's making yeah. gumbo in her bath yeah yeah but it's a gumbo that also tells you your future <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah she's so, i mean that's a good character that she's really a fairy godmother a, she's a fairy godmother of the story she mm-hmm. really is wow what a woman we don't know yeah. how old she is. We assume she's hundreds of years old. <laughs> we really don't know. We she's don't still know a fire. About her. Still a firecracker, though. Why is she living in the middle of the jungle, essentially by herself? She's like not she's like on the bayou. Queen. She's kind of like off in the middle of nowhere, right? She doesn't want to be found, I suppose. Yeah, only if you really need her can you find yeah. her. Speaking of her, though, my last favorite, my last notable scene is when Tiana and Naveen get married. And she's also, she also, by the way, is certified to officiate weddings, which is just another skill <laughs> Mama Odie has. But so they get married. She have a computer, maybe, or something. This happens yeah. somehow. She's integrated herself in society at one point. Exactly. And then they get married. They become humans again. And Tiana gets her restaurant. Mm-hmm. it's very sweet their wedding was really pretty in like the forest with all the all the colors the art is so beautiful in this movie i was gonna say watching this film it's like we just don't appreciate the landscapes disney makes in general because you don't think about mm-hmm. that especially when you're a kid you're focusing on the characters like you go back and you watch 101 dalmatians or aristocats yeah the animation the, the animation's old but it's also just so fun to watch like these different landscapes these different environments yeah. it's a walk through history it is. It really is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Any other notable scenes, Jen? Nope. That's it for me. Who are your MVPs then? All right. I wrote Tiana, who yep. we haven't mentioned is played by Anika Nani Rose. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray, because he's just a, a, a joy of light, that little mm-hmm. firefly, that little firecracker. I've already said this. Tiana's dad, James. Yeah. Um, Mama Odie and Jod Goodman, just for good measure. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, no, same. Tiana, Mama Odie, of course, top of the list. Tiana's dad. And then I put Charlotte as well. Charlotte, I do think Charlotte is ignorant, but does her... She's, she is a good friend to Tiana in a lot of mm-hmm. ways, which is, you know. LVPs. I put down... Oh, I wrote, accidentally wrote down Princess Naveen. I meant that <laughs> she kind of is... <laughs> That was my Freudian side talking. Yeah. Um, and then the shadow man, because he's scary. And then I wrote Disney. The thing is, and it's also the issue with Jasmine, right? Like Jasmine, when you're watching, sorry, I should say Aladdin, Princess Jasmine. Mm-hmm. When you're watching Jasmine, you're like, is she Arab? Is she Persian? Is she Pakistani? Like, where is she from? No, we're just going to take like an entire portion of the Asian continent and we're going to designate one princess to kind of this general area. Like mm-hmm. Naveen, they don't specify everywhere he's from. They give him some made up location. It's, it doesn't sit well. He wasn't important enough to give a real country. Like it's the no. little things, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it wouldn't have been hard to find a black actor to cast no. as him. 
There, there's all. a lot of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Put Denzel. Oh my God. Give me Denzel. Give me oh, John Denzel. David Washington. <laughs> give me Lakeith okay. Stanfeld. Give, give it to me. Every <laughs> give me time. What I want. It's always Denzel and John David. You always want both of them. <laughs> I, I want to see them together. I want Denzel I to be proud of his son. I think he is, Jenna. I mean, I we'll never really is. know. I think so. That he's one of the most up-and-coming actors. Mm-hmm. Anyways, my LVP <laughs> is Lawrence, who is Naveen's Ugh. Butler, we should say. Ugh. Honestly, the worst character. Really so unlikable. So, so unlikable. unlikable. He essentially, Lawrence tries to take over Naveen's body. It's like a whole thing, you know. Mm. I just, this guy has clearly a lot of demons in his past that he needs to confront. I guess that's it. So should we, shall we move on to, first of all, I guess the Bechdel test, right? I wrote that it passes. I yes, think it there's passes a lot too. of a talk about a prince, but there are moments where, you know, Eudora and Tiana are talking about her restaurant and things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think it passes. So check on that. Is this film too white? I'm going to say no, right? As, as compared to other mo- animated movies by Disney... There was also some ish people had some issues too with, you know, who was playing Ray and how he was sounding, you know, oh, like is yeah. this the I don't, you know, quote unquote hillbilly of the south kind of vibe, mm-hmm. you know. Even though we all love Ray. But these were some things that some people had brought up. There's diversity among the cast, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I do think so. Yeah. I mean behind mm-hmm. the scenes like you're saying it's the little things they could have improved upon, but I also don't want to tear this movie apart completely. It was a big deal. It was a step forward for Disney, you know? And I think there has been more of a commitment to diversity on screen since this film, or at least more diverse stories, I should say, since this film. Even Frozen, as much as I don't like that movie, there are essentially two female protagonists. Like, the male is kind of the uh, second or third level tier character. You know, like, there's been some changes in the Disney landscape, I feel, animation-wise, since this film was released. Okay, critical reception. Rotten Tomatoes, which is very highly regarded in our opinion. <laughs> it's not. But, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a barometer for the public, I suppose. 85% was the critic score. 74% was the audience score. Oh, interesting. I don't think we've had a film yet where the audience score is lower than the critic score. But something to think about. Maybe by just a couple of points, but that was a lot. Yeah. Uh, critic consensus, the warmth of traditional Disney animation makes this occasionally lightweight fairy tale update a lively and captivating confection for the holidays. Mm. So not, it's not too deep is essentially what the critic consensus is. It's a nice watch. Here are the two positive reviews I wrote down. So first, Helen O'Hare for Empire Magazine. This film is essentially a return to the form of Disney's early 90s. Uh, 1990s classics the animation is gorgeous the heroine feisty and the animals amusing but this may be too scary for the very small helen o'hara was very concerned (laughs) uh second critic was jordan hoffman he wrote the princess and the frog is a movie dedicated to having your beignet and eating it too it is a timeless story yet has a modern spirit when necessary and i think that's kind Mm -hmm. of the, the perfect description Mm-hmm. Two negative reviews. So the first is Peter Bradshaw of The Guardian. He wrote, Disney may wish to reach out to people of color, but the color green wasn't what we had in mind. It's a moderate film, nowhere near the Toy Story League. So first, is this, we can't do this, right? Because not every film should be compared to Toy Story. Because yeah. most of them don't. I mean, Toy Story is kind of the most highly regarded. It's considered one of the best films of all time. Yeah. 
So I thought that was interesting, but I like the way he put it. It's people of color, but the color green wasn't exactly. Um, yeah. Second negative review was Manola Dargis. She said, uh, she's at the New York Times. She said, it's not easy being green, but to judge from how this hand-drawn movie addresses or rather strenuously avoids race, is a, it is a lot more difficult to be black. So that is overall kind of critic analysis for you. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Yeah, I mean... I hadn't thought about how, you know, we're disguising people of color by making them green mm. in this film. I didn't think about that with soul, yeah. but it's right. It's correct. I know. It's not off the I mark. Know. It's the truth. I also just like, I've been watching a lot of movies from the nineties lately. Some things mm-hmm. age really well. Some things don't. Right. I just don't want to do that thing either where we take each film and we really tear it apart. Like there are improvements that need to be made, but at the same mm-hmm. time, like this is a film supposed to be made for children. It is a step in the right direction. I just, if we go back and look at every movie before 2010, there are issues in every single movie. Right. So yeah. I've just been thinking about that lately in general. I think well, we even- do need to be critical, but. Even this year, remember Wonder Woman? <laughs> oh my God, Wonder Woman! Wonder Woman. Yeah, <laughs> listen, it's, racism didn't stop. Implicit racism didn't stop in 2010. It's still no. very alive and well. And yeah. it's like what you said before. I mean, I was listening to Higher Learning today. They came out with an, a new episode. I was catching up on, and they were saying we are we are tired of first mm-hmm. for the black community. Yeah, people exactly. of color. I know, and it's like. <laughs> It's sometimes I wonder what's going on in the mind of people who are in charge, but it's also interesting. This film was directed by two white people. Yeah, I know. You know, ultimately you just need, you just need more diverse filmmakers. Like I keep bringing up Aladdin, but it's because we're Middle Eastern. Like I don't think Aladdin was directed by someone who was Middle Eastern. You know, you would have felt it when you were watching the movie, if it were. We do make steps forward in 2021. We're moving in the right direction. Like, the right filmmakers are telling the right stories. But it is frustrating to look back at other films we love and be like, yeah, why were two white people telling the story of a black princess? Didn't take one white person. They needed two black Also, why do you need two directors? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. But I mean, it's still a film. It's a nice film to watch. We love it. It is a. It did make history when it came out. There are improvements, of course, but there is a lot to appreciate about it. Oscars. Did it make any buzz at the Oscars? Oh, God, it did. Sorry. Three Oscar nominations. Um, Best Achievement in Music for Original Song. Mm -hmm. Best Achievement in Music written for Motion Pictures. Again, Randy Newman. And Best Animated Feature Film of the Year. Did not win any. Let's see what won and animated that year. Up. Okay. Yeah. Duff. Ah, tough. So it's a tough category. Yeah. Uh, uh, Coraline was nominated as well. Fantastic Mr. Fox and The Secret of Kells. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. It was a good year. All right, Jenna, give us some trivia. Directors Ron Clements and John Musker pitched the film to Oprah on a trip to Disneyland. How magical. Just for fun. She loved (laughs) the idea so much that she asked to be part of it. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. A very natural part to be Tiana's mother, Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, I Um, Anika Noni Rose, who uh, played Tiana, requested that Tiana be left-handed just like her. And mm-hmm. her Tiana's dimples are also barred from Anika. I so think it's also the first princess to have dimples. Oh, really? I think so. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> Fact check. <laughs> uh, 
Um, there are some birds used in the film that were recycled from The Lion King. Wow. So they do yeah. do that. They recycle animation. This film took place during Prohibition. Even so, you can see that there's alcohol in abundance throughout Louisiana during the film. Prohibition didn't catch on as well in some areas of the country and was ignored by whoever could afford to drink. So again, maybe this is just an alternate reality where we just forget events happen in real life, except for World War I, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably exactly what it is. (laughs) Um, Last and uh, not least, and probably not too much of a surprise, I was like, oh, this makes sense. When I read it, uh, Beyonce was considered for the role of Tiana. She might have had a chance, but she missed out since she refused to audition. Would have been cool, but it's also like, is Beyonce our token um, Black actress to use in films? (laughs) Very true. Also, so she was in the Lion King remake. I actually like heard from a couple people, they're like, Beyonce didn't really sound natural in the Lion King remake. I wonder Mm -hmm. if she's got a gorgeous voice, obviously. She's one of the best singers of our generation. I wonder how she is in animated films because I haven't seen The Lion King, so I don't really know. Maybe, well, people were kind of weirded out for The Lion King in general, right? I like, think we so, thought it was yeah. amazing, but it was also kind of weird. But, mm-hmm. and I wonder, like, would they, like, with the singing, would they have gone overboard with someone like Beyonce? Oh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe she would have known thing. that they should tone it back. She mm-hmm. has a talented ear, right? That's true. Because, like, when know. you think about Dream Girls, she's mm-hmm. not playing the character in Dream Girls who's like the. It's Jennifer um, Hudson who does with the powerhouse voice. It's Jennifer Hudson. Voice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like Beyonce does know. She's very mm-hmm. smart. She knows what roles to play, I suppose, when she's... I think it would have been cool, but I don't think we need to turn... Not that we need to. I don't think we should be turning to Beyonce for every Black role yeah. that's available. I agree. Did you know Beyonce was going to be in A Star is Born way back when in the very early iterations of that film? Isn't that insane? It is insane. <laughs> But the thing oh is, you would never believe that Lady that Beyonce is like some unknown artist because the moment you would see her singing, like Lady Gaga can do like the faux, oh, I'm nervous, I'm a nervous performer, I want yeah. somebody to love me. I don't know if Beyonce, it's just so obvious, know. the star power, the charisma. It might have worked. But her right, hair and makeup will do anything. I know, I, I want to see it. I'm very curious. Really? Is there another oh. Zack Snyder edit? <laughs> where, where is it? <laughs> Oh, we have to talk. Okay, did you watch the Zach? Uh, oh, did you watch it, folks? I watched the trailer. Are okay. people forgetting I've that Zack Snyder didn't make like a great, you know, Batman v Superman? He's not like this. I, I actually don't hate his stuff, but he's also not like the Martin Scorsese of superhero movies. You know what I mean? Like everyone's expecting the Snyder cut to be life changing, and we're gonna get the the story we should have always gotten, but. Are we? I think people just want movies to come out. <laughs> Take anything. <laughs> Look at how much we're freaking out over WandaVision. We're like, Marvel's back. We're so excited. I'm so excited. I'm going to stay up late to watch tonight's episode. Uh, oh. You should too. I, prom- I-, well, I promised Ahmed I wouldn't watch episodes without him. Okay, I'm going to make him drink coffee. We'll watch it. Anyways, sorry about that. Well, apparently the Snyder Cut's going to be four hours. Oh, Jesus. Is it split up over like two periods? I, I don't know. I think it's Is four hours. An intermission? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> we should watch it together. Someone record a podcast in the middle of it. What happened? Oh. Anyways, folks, we're back. Jana, to end, are there any quotes you love from this movie? I, this is the one thing I forgot to write down. I okay. was watching the Britney documentary while I was taking my notes. <laughs> <laughs> All I have to say oh, is free Britney. <laughs> 
Apparently, Netflix is also working on a Britney documentary. We both follow the same gossip account. Yes, I saw that. We do? Oh, my God. Wait, I didn't see this on a gossip account. Oh, I saw it on Dumois. <laughs> Jenna, I think I'm going to unfollow du- Dumois. I just feel Is like this girl doesn't perception? really know what she talks about. No, I just don't like seeing, like, for those who don't know, it's this Instagram account that supposedly leaks celebrity news, and it's allegedly legit, quote unquote. But you, like, will look at a post on her story, and it'll say, this A-list celeb is pregnant. And it's like, who the who are you talking about? What I know, am I gaining I by it. following? You get the satisfaction of going, I knew. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, so favorite quote. Sorry, listeners. My God, we have so much to catch up on. The one quote I wrote down is by James, of course, our hot dad in this film. He says to Tiana, yes, you wish and you dream with all your little heart, but remember, Tiana, that that old star can only take you part of the way. You got to help him with some hard work of your own. And then, yeah, you can do anything you set your mind to. Just promise your daddy one thing, that you'll never, ever lose sight of what is really important. Okay. That's He's so a perfect cute. parent. I'm glad that I didn't have a parent. quote because that's beautiful. That's beautiful, right? Have dad say that to you tonight. I'm going to say that to you <laughs> every night. I'm going to call you before you go to bed and say, <laughs> oh, that's great. What I want more phone calls from you. <laughs> oh, God. I was on the phone How with rude. her for 20 minutes yesterday and then she still called me again late at night. <laughs> and I, did, I, forgot I, I forgot why I did. I don't, I don't remember. I oh, I wanted to tell you a funny story. Okay, we'll say it I can't here. say it. I can't say it on the Zoom. <laughs> I can't. It's by our dad. Okay. I can't say it, folks. I can't. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna pause it. I'm gonna tell Jenna that you're gonna get you're gonna get Jenna's reaction oh on this this shirt next. All right, Jenna, what's your reaction? Oh my god, it was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> it was worth it. You guys will never know. Oh man. All right. Final final thoughts on this film. I want beignets. I want James. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably gonna go out and either watch this or Toy Story. Or another Disney movie, because now I'm in the vibes. While I make my carrot cake. (laughs) So what about you? (laughs) I love this film. I always have. It's had a soft spark. You know, it has a part of my heart, you could say. I think it was good when it came out. I still think Tiana really holds up as a female protagonist. And I'm into it. I really am. 10 out of 10. 9 out of 10 for some of the issues we talked about. (laughs) 8 out of 10. All right, fine. Oh, so you're like, you're basically this like movie. Tomatoes. Yeah. I still love this movie. Like I said, things to work on, but uh, take everything with a grain of salt, I, I suppose. All right. Highlight of the week. Well, I was going to say, instead of doing highlight of the week, we've been gone for two months. What oh. has happened in your life you would like to share? <laughs> oh God. What has happened in my life the past two months? I've just been working and she's been working out. COVID. I've been working out and I've been going to work. <laughs> <laughs> COVID has gotten worse, as we all know. I mean, it doesn't feel that way because we're just all very fatigued at this point. But yeah, just trying to stay safe. I've been working out. I've been working. I call you whenever I'm annoyed with someone. I'm just kind quite of often. for 20 it's minutes. Quite it's not that week, often, Jenna. Was, no, like there was one week <laughs> where I was dealing with my mono. And I didn't really tell people at the house I was sick. The only reason I figured out I had mono is because I finally told them the week before I got better. And they were like, you have to go see a doctor. You're not well. Mm-hmm. But the week where she wasn't talking to anyone in the house and she just wanted to FaceTime all the time. It's true. Oh my God. I didn't tell you. I should talk about this. There was a week where I decided I don't want to talk to anyone. And so I'd come home from work. I'd just come upstairs by myself. And all I would hear is people calling my name. It was a good week though. She was so say. done that she came up to my apartment and endured the allergies of Willow. Exactly, of your cat. 
But it's okay. I got her Thai food. All right. Well, I mean, I drove her there. She paid for it herself. That's true. (laughs) Didn't do anything for me. I wasted, I spent money on gas to come to your apartment. (laughs) You don't even buy me dinner. What's your two month update for the audience? Hmm. I mean, my only update, yeah, I had mono. (laughs) And I stopped working out. Sada started working out. I had stopped working out for three weeks. Yeah. I went to Lake Arrowhead, saw some snow. All right. Can we get to what really matters? I need to tell the listeners something here. I I bought this thousand piece puzzle. I need advice from our (laughs) listeners. I can't do it. It's too fucking difficult. That's why I'm thinking about my puzzle. It's so hard. I sat, Shana, and I separated everything by color. I spent hours doing that. (laughs) (laughs) I still can't figure it out. It looks the same to me. I don't know. I'm never going to finish it. Here's right what now, we're going to do. It's all over my desk, and I've only done the border. Listen, here's what we're going to do. I'm in the same boat as you. We're both going to put on a mask some sort of some sort. I'm going to do a hair mask, yeah. put on a mask. We're going to make dessert. We're going to put on a good show, movie, and we're going to work on this puzzle tonight. All right. I mean, Tune in next right. week to find out what happened. <laughs> I mean, it was so bad. I had to call mom last night. She came and looked at it for a minute. She goes, I'm not going to help you. And she <laughs> <laughs> That's, mom keeps sending me anagram games. <laughs> yes, me too. Is she not watching any Turkish shows anymore? No, she is, but she needs something oh. to do, you know? I see. But anyways, I if would like If the carrot cake turns out well, I'm going to send her the recipe. All right, that's good. All right. Thank God. I was worried about that <laughs> podcast. So I was like, are we going to get the recipe for the carrot cake? Or what's going to uh, happen? All right. Anything else, Jenna, before we sign off? Any thoughts on what's going on in the world? What's going on? With I mean, television? Oh. <laughs> oh. oh, hey, G. Oh. <laughs> Jenna, it's just Jenna. <laughs> Hi, Dad. Dad, we're recording right now. <laughs> I don't okay thank you I will I'll call you I will bye dad I don't I don't want to cut that out I hope people can hear me just dropped off band-aids in my room I haven't needed a band-aid in a few years (laughs) he told me to call him tomorrow afternoon Uh, it was a nice nice cameo we need to get him on the podcast one day maybe we can we do what if, what are She's some right we'll do a taken we'll do taken taken gladiator um well we haven't done a podcast since uh biden was inaugurated that's uh, right. hoping they'll actually do stuff we're still all waiting not you know we're not in need thankfully but there are plenty of people in need of stimulus mm-hmm. checks mm-hmm. but you know a lot of stuff has been reversed i know from that awful presidency not yes yes yeah i'm very curious to see i mean we're only a month into the Biden administration. We're literally a month in, I think as of mm. today or something like that, or a couple days ago. We'll see what happens. We'll see what mm-hmm. happens in this coming presidency. Very curious. But I'm optimistic. I mean, Our dad could be vaccinated soon. Which would Things be Things might be returning to normal, hopefully, by the summer. I know. I mean, they're right now, it keeps changing, right? But allegedly by July, the majority of Americans should be vaccinated. Whew. The real issue is vac- getting vaccinations to other countries that are desperately in need. I really want to know how that all that's going to play out. I know, for instance, Lebanon is just starting to get vaccinations. Tunisia but as well. Africa, I, I mean, the rest of Asia. I think Japan is just starting to get vaccinations. Japan, really? Yeah. The thing with vaccines, isn't it surprising, is 
all of the U.S. can be vaccinated, but unless you stop travel, it doesn't matter, right? Like it really needs yeah. to be a global effort. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. I hope everyone stays safe. All right, Jen, we're back. All right, us. Shake it off. Come back next week. <laughs> well, we're getting into the groove of things again. I was exhausted exactly. before we started this. Lotta looked at me. She's like, do you want to do this? And I said, no, but here we go. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> and I think my energy was good. Mm. I All right. Well, <laughs> I cannot. All right. Let's just hope we don't have any more creative differences between now and next week. We will talk to you all then. Jen. Okay. Bye, guys. Goodbye.